0: This is the 77 WABC minicast. Why would anyone want to be the Republican designee for Speaker of the House? I haven't spent a lot of time on this because, honestly, th- unless there's a government shutdown or something along those lines, this is something that is of a lot of interest to people who follow Inside the Beltway politics And it really does not affect the lives of 99%. Of Americans, and this is one of those stories where there's a great deal of media interest. There's a great deal of interest among politicos and political junk political junkies. But this is one of those situations where your average everyday life is not affected. If there's a snowstorm, your life is affected. If there's a giant traffic jam, your life is affected. If uh, a bridge collapses, God forbid, your life is affected. If there are if there's a, a terrorist attack, God forbid, your life's affected. This attempt by the Republicans to pick a Speaker of the House is not something that's going to affect your life on a day-to-day basis. So I haven't spent a lot of time on it. But to me, it's just amazing what we're seeing. The government is going to shut down in 24 days if Congress can't pass a funding patch. It has been 22 days since the House has had an elected Speaker. Steve Scalise couldn't do it. Jim Jordan couldn't do it, and now Tom Emmer has ended his speakership bid. He's tried and failed. Now, this has been a roller coaster of a 24 hours for Tom Emmer. It began with him eking out a five-ballot victory over six speakership rivals, and it ended... In sort of a a takedown by Donald Trump, Donald Trump publicly called this guy a globalist rhino. And he actually its being reported anyway. He went so far as to call members of the House Republican caucus and tell them not to back. Tom Emmer. And sure enough, even some of the people that voted for him privately in committee, they said they were not going to vote for him on the floor. Tom Emmer committed the great sin of actually saying that Joe Biden won the election and accepting the result. This has gone on too far. He, this has just gone on long enough. And I'm increasingly of the belief, as Admiral Dennis Blair said uh, when he was on our show on Monday that I think we need to look at a bipartisan speaker here. I think the moderates in the Democratic Party and the moderates in the Republican Party need to get together and not choose somebody that everyone's in love with because nobody's in love with anybody, but they need to pick an adult that can uh, deal with funding the government, can deal with the crises that the world is facing in the Middle East and Eastern Europe, and by the way, Uh, Usually, I'm one of these guys that when these corporate-friendly moderates get together, it's usually for stuff that I don't like. So I am leery of uh, encouraging these moderates from both parties to get together. If anything, I kind of like it when the extremes in both parties get together. But that's a separate story for a separate day. But it's just ridiculous. The, The Congress is a national laughingstock. I'm curious what you think of that idea of a bipartisan speaker, 800 848 92 But I also want to throw another idea at you. I mentioned this, I mentioned some version of this to Judge Jim Gray, who was on this program 24 hours ago. What about this? There are some small towns and some small cities, maybe this is even true in your city, where rather than having the whole city elect a mayor... They elect a town council or a city council, and then each city council member gets a turn for a year at being mayor. What about this? And this is a serious proposal. What if all 221 members of the House Republican delegation or a conference, what if you were to put every single one of their names into a hat and just pick one at random? I mean, In some ways, that's the most democratic way that you can do it. And what if you just did that every congressional term? The party in power, if they can't agree on a leader, then this is what they do. Then you put everybody's name in a hat and you pick one out. Those are my two options for ending the stalemate either a bipartisan speaker where both parties get together and pick somebody competent. I'm surprised the Democrats didn't do that with Tom Emmer, because I don't know that you're going to get somebody that the Democrats are going to like more than Tom Emmer. Tom Emmer is very much, you know, he's a conservative, but he's very much an establishment conservative. He believes in the institution and is not going to do anything crazy. How about if you're Hakeem Jeffries, as soon as Tom Emmer was named the House designee, the House Republican designee for speaker, You go to him and say, look, this is what we would like. We would like chairmanships of half the committees and we would like an end to some of these Biden investigations. If you can give us those two things and we'd like an end to the impeachment proceeding. If you can give us those two or three things, we will give you our conferences votes for speaker. And then the country can move on with all of this important stuff that needs doing. I just think uh, I think. We're an international laughing stock, and you know I don't know how long this is going to continue. I don't know what they're going to do. These Republicans clearly, the if they nominate someone that's too conservative, the moderates won't vote for them, as would happen with Jim Jordan. If they nominate someone that's too establishment, uh, the conservatives are not going to vote with, for them, as would happened with um, Kevin McCarthy, and um, you know now Tom Emmer. I just think this is ridiculous the whole thing is just absurd to me 800-848-9222 if you want to comment again it's very inside the beltway I I, I didn't really I I wasn't going to talk about it at all today I just find it uh I just find it a little bit laughable but I'm curious where you come down on that oh uh two other pieces of audio that I wanted to uh that I wanted to play for you One is a reporter reporter mixing it up with Lindsey Graham in, uh, I believe this was in Israel. And I am not the world's biggest Lindsey Graham fan. He strikes me as a very nice guy, but he's a total warmonger. So they had a press conference Sunday in Tel Aviv. And uh, there was a correspondent for Newsmax, their Israel correspondent, Daniel Cohen, that mixed it up with Lindsey Graham, Republican senator of South Carolina. And they're describing this, and this is not how it sounded to me, but the folks at the media organization where Daniel Cohen works, they're describing this as a meltdown. They're saying Lindsey Graham went into meltdown mode. Here's Daniel Cohen trying to ask a question to Lindsey Graham. I think it is a legitimate question, but I think Lindsey Graham's response, I wouldn't characterize it as a meltdown. I think it's fine. My family lives here. I made Aliyah two years ago, so this is personal. I know many people were sent from the United States, and there's international press uh, from around the world, and I heard every single one of you voicing your support for Israel fervently, stridently. And and I heard that and I received that into my heart. And so on behalf of my family and and people, I'm I'm an American and an Israeli citizen, I say thank you. But it starts at home. And and I'd like to ask any Democrat senator here that would like to speak to Rashida Tlaib. She still has a tweet up condemning Israel for a hospital attack. We are here together not to talk about the problems at home, which are many. It's a fair question, Senator. I've got my own view of what to say. You're not say, going to screw this up. I'm not trying to screw it Get up. Get this guy out of here. Now, let I me live tell here. you. I'm an Israeli. I want an yeah. answer to the question. Please. I'm an American. And I am, too. And I believe in free speech. I don't believe what the squad has to say Thank at you. all. But I came here with Democrats and Republicans to let everybody in the world know, don't judge every Democrat by the squad and don't judge every Republican by some of the things you hear. We're the, the, where the House. No comment. Yeah, where the House, they'll get their act together, but we need to do our job. We need to do our job in the Senate. We need to pass a bill that will help Israel, help Ukraine. That's at least what I think. I think the House will show up. And I'm sorry, my friend, I probably shouldn't have said it, but my nerves are raw right now.